0: Hi, it's Bo Horvat from the Vancouver Canucks.
1: Hey, guys, it's Brittany Palmer, the UFC Octagon Girl. Hey,
0: this is Trevor Hurst of Acondaline Crush. Hi, it's Bob
2: Leonarduzzi of the Vancouver Whitecaps. Hi,
0: this is The Otis Crane from AMC's The Walking Dead and WGN's Underground. Hi, this is George Thurgood. Hi, I'm Jackie Child, social influencer. Hi, I'm William B. Davis, the cigarette-smoking man from The X-Files.
3: Hey, this is Jimmy Paul from Hey! Yeah,
0: you're listening to the podcast
3: right there in
2: Vancouver. Is there something you've wanted to do for yourself? Not necessarily a New Year's resolution, more like I want to do this for me, but for whatever reason, it hasn't happened. You haven't had the chance to make it happen. The time that's needed. Personally, I'm hoping to shed some weight here. I'm 225 pounds, uh, but I was like a buck 80 soaking wet in high school. Uh, Granted, we're talking decades ago. Uh, was 200 pounds for a good 10 years or so, but at almost 50 now i'm I'm 47. It's more like keeping active just to maintain, let alone lose pounds. So, making her third appearance on the Toddcast this week is fitness influencer Jessica Kiernan. You can follow her at Jessica Kiernan on Instagram, Jessica underscore Kiernan on Twitter. She talks about the importance of water in our chat, self-discipline, fitness, nutrition, and and a lot more. Joining Jessica is the host of the wildly popular This Is Van Color podcast. Mo Amir making waves on multiple platforms in Vancouver the podcast you can hear him on the mighty CKNW he's a writer for the Vancouver is awesome he apparently doesn't like free time good dude and pumps my tires pretty good as well so he's welcome anytime we'll get to this week's musical guest in just a minute listen to this is coming up as well and this is a good one World traveler Henrik Jeppesen talking about his favorite place on Earth. And this guy would know he's been to every country on the globe by 19 years old. Imagine that. It's powered by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley, RV service and repair, ICBC accredited. You can find them online at tedcoRVSuppliesInc.com. First, our first guest of three, this week's musical guest, the Pretty Reckless singer Taylor Momsen. That is brought to you by Pineapple Sound, a recording and mixing studio in Langley since 2013. They also welcome podcasts, voiceover actors, and a lot more. Check them out through PineappleSound.com. Yes, you will know the Pretty Reckless singer Taylor Momsen from The Grinch with Jim Carrey. She was little Cindy Lou Who. You will know her from Gossip Girl. She played Jenny, but that is not the reason. If she's a guest this week. It is all about the music. Taylor's band has been around since 2009. They formed in New York City. They released their debut in August 2010 and have been literally head down grinding ever since. They have had multiple Top songs on U.S. and U.K. rock charts. Massive world tours. Their latest album, their fourth, called Death by Rock and Roll, was just released last month on February 12th. You can hear the full conversation right now at our iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube accounts. Search it out through Toddcast Podcast. In the meantime, here's 10 minutes with the pretty reckless singer, Taylor Momsen. The Toddcast Podcast. What's the music in the momson house like as a kid growing up what are your what are your bands the parents playing what are the bands the artists
1: uh is awesome i grew up uh i grew up in a household where my father is a massive rock and roll fan like if you walk into my my parents house it essentially looks like a rock and roll museum of paraphernalia. Um, So so I grew up um, not being able to get away from rock and roll, even if I wanted to. But luckily, I didn't, I fell in love with it. Um, You know, the first band I ever heard was the Beatles. And that's, that's really where I just, I fell in love with music, like it's, you know, I, I, you know, the first band I fell in love with the first band I ever heard They're the reason I started writing songs in the first place. So that's really where it all kind of stemmed for me Um, was the, the Beatles but then also you know it's my dad's final collection so it was the Beatles and The Who and Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin and ACDC and uh, Bob Dylan and Neil Young and Eric Clapton and Jimi Hendrix and like you know the list just goes on and on so it was I, I grew up in a household that was very very fortunate that um, I got a really really you know the best musical education from you know the day i came home from the hospital and when i was born yeah Yeah.
2: sounds like a good dose of all the core bands that you need to know you know
1: exactly and and, you know once you go great where are you going to go from there so like when i got a little older i i kind of discovered some of the 90s stuff um on, on my own and that's that's where it kind of expanded a little bit like i got really into nirvana and pearl jam and you know all of all of those seattle bands but really when i heard soundgarden that changed my life like it was it was like hearing the beatles again for the first time where it was just this pinnacle pinnacle moment where i just my head went back and i went what the what yeah. did i just listen to like this is incredible there's so many layers like the stuff.
2: direct correlations the ties the parallels between i've had this conversation with many people about the beatles and Soundgarden. like soundgarden was present day Beatles.
1: Oh, yeah. No, like to me, you know, Desert Island bands, like the Beatles, Soundgarden, I'm good. And then like everything in yeah. between, like I would miss, but like it's, I, I'm, I'm, if I had to pick two, like that's, that's really what I think formed my, my, it was a huge part of my musical formation, I guess.
2: Right. So how did you stumble onto getting Matt and, and Kim,
1: um, Kim.
2: Kim to, to, to play on the, on the album?
1: Um, well, we, you know, it kind of stems from a you know, kind of a sad story, but um, you know, we were opening for Soundgarden on their on that last tour, um, which was incredible. I mean, it was the highest of highs. Like I couldn't I couldn't believe that we were there like <laughs> opening for Soundgarden. Like it was it blew my mind. It was it was absolutely the most amazing experience. And then, you know, it obvious and so I became friends with them on that tour and um, you know, it obviously ended uh, very tragically which you know with the with the passing of Chris that that took everyone by surprise but really that really crushed me in a way that I still don't know how to put into words um and it kind of took me down this 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 rabbit hole of you know depression and substance abuse and everything that comes with loss and you know and shortly after we lost chris we also like we went through a lot of hits in the pretty reckless world um shortly after the music world lost chris we i I found myself not in a good place to be public like i I came to that conclusion fairly quickly of like i i can't get on stage every night and pretend that i'm okay when i'm kind of falling apart inside and so i i canceled touring and, and went home to kind of regroup and um in and process and, and as soon as I kind of started to get my feedback on the ground, I I got a phone call that our producer Kato had died in a motorcycle accident. And that was just the nail in the coffin for me where I just spiraled down like very quickly into, you know, this hole of darkness that I didn't really know how to get out of. And sorry, I'm kind of rambling now, but to, to make a very long straight, there's no way to not talk about these things um, while speaking about the album because it's just, it's, it's such a part of it. Um, and so to make a very long story short, it was it was music was the thing that I turned to that really kind of pulled me out of this funk. Um, you know, when I finally picked up a guitar again and and started to write, I I feel like I didn't, I feel like this record's different in a lot of ways in the sense that I didn't really have to try to write it. I kind of, it just kind of poured out of me whether I wanted it to or not. Um, it was like all these, all these emotions and all these things that I had been feeling a bit like repressing for, You know months on end as soon as I kind of you know cracked that door open it was like a dam exploding and it just all overflowed and that that in itself was very cathartic like that was kind of the first step of me um healing and getting my life back on track I guess and so anyway back to Matt and Kim (laughs) I wrote the song only love can save me now and uh and just I love that song and just due to the you know the kind of overall vibe of it I just I thought that, you know, Matt and Kim's just incredible, masterful musicianship, they would add such a a weight and a quality to it that would really take the song to the next level and and really see it through to its full potential. So I sent them a demo of it and said, would you guys want to, would you guys want to play on this? Like, I think that this could be really awesome um, and mm-hmm. they said, yeah and and the experience was fantastic i mean we, we actually recorded it was one of the last songs we recorded for the record um we did it in seattle at the legendary london bridge studios which is you know where Soundgarden made louder than love and pearl jam made 10 and allison chains made dirt and um yes. you know so many other records so just so to be there like and i'm a firm believer that like spaces are kind of like people they hold memories and energy and you know inside the walls and so just walking in there and it was incredible you could just feel you could feel it you know and and then to be there with Matt and Kim and have Kim walk around and point to everything on the wall and have a story about it was just absolutely amazing and then to get to the actual recording of it to hear that song come to life for the first time in a real way like the first time Matt hits his snare and the first note that Kim plays it just explodes out of the speakers of pure and utter awesomeness that only they can deliver and it just you,
2: literally absolutely incredible can you see this my hair are, no are, i know i
1: still get goosebumps standing It standing
2: up right now like freaking <laughs> sound garden is helping you with a song like
1: it's absolutely insane and like i don't i don't want to speak for them because that's not my place but um but i love them i love them so much like i i, I there's Not just as musicians, which is like obviously I don't have to say that, but as people, like they're so incredibly kind, like they're everything you want them to be and more. Like it's, you know, you always hear don't meet your idols because they can go south really quickly. And like they, there's so much. There's, I I don't have words. I just I love I love you guys, Matt Kim, Ben. I like I love you guys and um and just I'm so grateful that they were a part of this and and. uh, and it was just this very full circle moment like after all this hell like to to be there together creating something new i i felt like it was this very beautiful moment um and really just shows kind of the healing power of music and uh, i don't know it's incredible it's, it's absolutely yeah. incredible
2: that's i mean that's such a cool thing to have especially being such a big fan of the band right like that's something that's mine to be with mind, you.
1: mind-blowing like that yeah. That's an experience I will never ever forget and I will forever cherish. And um, you know, maybe yeah. it's I don't I don't even know where to I don't know how to continue to talk about it.
2: That's <laughs> so pretty so cool. Awesome. What, you
1: just gotta listen to it. It's so awesome.
2: <laughs> what was your first concert? What show did you see first?
1: First concert. I get um well, my dad took me to a lot of shows. I was born in St. Louis. Um, and so my dad took me to a lot of shows. There's a club there, uh, it's actually Chuck Berry's club called Blueberry Hill. Mm. Um, and so I saw a lot of like local bands and things when I was like a baby would like sneak me in um, so I wasn't I wasn't actually as a bar I wasn't actually supposed to be there um, but the first like real rock show I saw um, was the White Stripes and I was probably like I don't know maybe seven or eight something mm. like that and it was it was awesome first yeah. of all, I love I love Jack White the White Stripes are amazing and I was I was just flabbergasted with, by the fact that two people could make that much noise. Like that was a very pinnacle moment in my life where I went like, I already knew I loved rock and roll. I had already started writing songs. I was already playing guitar and piano and stuff, but like, I had never experienced that kind of power from a live show before. And I just, uh, the the whole thing, my head went back and I, went, I don't want, to do that for a living. Like that's, I want that job. I'll
2: take some of that. i will take that job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and that reminds me of, uh, uh do you ever get into Royal blood? speaking to two, two, two people that, I mean, that's a lot what they're of making, <laughs> like, it's amazing.
1: Um, yeah, Run I mean, I've heard, I've heard a little bit of Royal blood. I'm, I'm honestly like it. I know I sound stupid when I say this, but I don't really listen to a lot of new music. So I kind of hear it in passing, you know, flicking the radio and stuff, but,
2: yeah, um, I don't I kinda, know that's stupid. I think it's probably more just like a, a, a general statement of most people. Like I don't, Yeah,
1: I'm kind of naive. Like I don't even know how you discover any music now. Like I'm, I, I also treat music Like music is really precious to me like i treat it like i like i want to treat my body like music to me is you know it's soul food it's your mind food so i i want to feed myself only the best of that um and so i try to i kind of just tend to stick to the greats you know they're great for a reason like you can't you can't go (laughs) wrong there and then you, you know you're never gonna dumb down your brain in any in any way
4: Musical guests of the ToddCast podcast are powered by Pineapple Sound, providing recording and mixing services for a wide range of artists and genres since 2013. Check them out at pineapplesound.com.
5: Restless heart, don't fall apart. You've been hanging by a thread, moving seams in your head. It's a long time coming, baby And I see you running, baby. It's a long time coming, baby boy Baby boy You're innocent And I know that you've been Hanging my thread On the things that I've said it's a long time coming, baby. Gonna see you running. Baby, it's a long time coming.
4: to this on the Toddcast podcast.
2: If you've ever wanted to travel the world, you should follow a guy named Henrik Jeppesen on social media and get inspired to take the plunge. By the time he was 21 years old, he'd been to all of the countries in the world. And when Henrik was a guest of the podcast, we talked about whether he'd felt like his life was ever in danger while traveling. He shared a near-death experience story the shows that he was binge-watching at the time, how Rwanda was the biggest surprise of his travels, where he'd go on vacation if money were no object. And Henrik talked about his favorite place on Earth. Remember, he's been to every country on the planet. Listen to this.
0: Maybe here in South Africa, I really enjoyed. There's so much to do and see. Um, but I, one thing that's very important for me and... and uh, an and interest that's grown over the years is food. So I, I would say Italy maybe is, is another one uh, New Zealand. Um, just really have awesome. I mean, really high quality food in New Zealand. Um, so that's another place. France. I mean, they have so much to do, uh, and see. And also they, um, they, they, they it's just excellent food everywhere. Um, uh, even in small villages and things. So that's another thing I really appreciate. Um, I can't say that I really enjoy that many countries out in the world for food. Mm-hmm. Uh, most countries in the world, uh, I'm not very impressed with the food, and and in many places I have a hard time because I have been food poisoned uh, several times. But in uh, some some of some of the experiences scared me so much that I am a little bit afraid of trying local cuisine, especially in in restaurants I don't know beforehand. So going into a local restaurant is something I never do anymore. It's uh, it must be something I've checked or there must be a lot of people in line or something that can make me convinced to do it. Listen to
4: this on the Toddcast Podcast is brought to you by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley, an ICBC-approved repair shop. Find them online at tedcorvsuppliesinc.com. dot Inc.com.
2: is called Pickwick from Seattle, the lone non-Vancouver band in this week's podcast. Great song for those guys called Turncoat. Really dug their last album and I thought you might as well. Played a band called Wild Dove and their song is Baby Boy and that's Devin from Echo Nebraska fronting that band if you're like why do I recognize that guy we had a show all lined up with those guys for this past summer of course COVID doing its best to bring us to our knees we will obviously get something lined up again with those guys once we're able to love what uh, Devin is doing with this project, again called uh, Wild Dove. All right, Todd's Trolls is coming up in just a bit. The stupid, mean, hurtful, the funny things that people say to what you post, what you see online. This week, Rob Zombie takes a hit. Eddie Murphy's Coming to America. And World Baseball Classic share that white-hot spotlight. Powered by our buddies at The Garage, Games and Geekery. In Maple Ridge, it's your place to play Warhammer, D&D, RPGs, Slay Trolls, and a bunch more. Great place. Find them online at garagegames.ca. First, the second of three Toddcast guests this week is our sporting guest, fitness influencer Jessica Kiernan. That's brought to you by Joyce Heating Services, family owned and operated. They've been heating the lower mainland since 1960, air conditioning in the summer as well. This is, as mentioned off the top, this is Jessica's third time on the podcast. It seems every couple of years we have her on, you will absolutely love her vibe. She's super cool, super inspiring. One of the most engaging people that I follow on social media, always giving out lots of advice and posting lots of pictures, lots of videos. If you like me are trying your best to stay fit as you start to get into your sunset years, that's what that's called, right? At 40, 50 years old, you need some help. Maybe you need some advice, maybe some motivation. Check out Jess's body boost 30-day fitness challenge at her website and good luck the full conversation is definitely worth hearing search it out through toddcast podcast again on itunes spotify soundcloud youtube till you hear the full conversation here's 10 minutes with fitness trainer and model influencer jessica kiernan the toddcast podcast and what advice would you give to somebody that struggles
6: Like in what area with weight loss,
2: just in in everything like, you know, weight loss and like just the motivation to actually find the hour to, to, you know, work out or just kind of general, you know, advice.
6: I think it's just, it's just getting on track with it. Just, I think you have to get to a level with yourself where you're really just sick and tired of being sick and tired or not doing anything and being frustrated. I think that you just have to get up and do it. And it's something that's going to kind of like just hit you. And once you get on track, once you start, that's, that's really the beginning. So it's just a matter of it actually having that one step, just putting on the shoes or putting your workout clothes or just taking that walk and just starting to like reconnect with yourself. So I think once you get that first step in, into the, you know, your new routine or doing what you're doing or baby steps, you know, it could be starting to drink, you know, a gallon of water a day or getting your, your water up or, you know, making your meals or just being a little healthier here and there. The little things you do add up. So once you start making one little plan and and set it in place and and continue that, um, then it's just continuing it, right? It's just being consistent.
2: Yeah. So when I when I talk to 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 people like you, like you know, fitness influencers, the the one thing that they always kind of bring up is the, the 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 motivation of like, you know, what do you do? Like, what do you do on days where you just don't feel like working out? And that's, I think, what you're saying is just fucking take the step. You need to, yeah, absolutely to make it happen.
6: Absolutely. I mean, we're not always all motivated either. We're humans. I mean, wow. we're just like, well, I'm just like you or anybody else who, I mean, there's definitely four days in a row where I won't go or I don't make my meals or maybe I slack a little too much. It definitely happens. And I definitely, you know, I, I feel the same way. So I just, I think I've just been so consistent for so many years. And that's just my world. That's my life. And it is my therapy. So there is. A little bit more there for me, but I can get right back on, you know, or right now I'm struggling with like trying to lose maybe five, 10 pounds that I gained. Okay. I, I know in my head it's coming off. It's going to like, I'm doing everything I need to do, but I'm not seeing the results 100%. It, Most people would get really discouraged and stop. Whereas the difference is for me, I already know the steps it takes. I already know the patience I had to have. I already know I have to stay like on board and just on track and just do it every day. Even if I think it's not working, I know it is. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing for everyone else as well. It's just, I just think for me, the difference is I've been doing it for so long, you yeah.
2: know, I, no, you know what to expect. Like most people are like, well, fuck, I just worked out for like five days in a row and I gained two pounds. Yeah. Pounds. Like,
6: and they're not really gaining. Right. They're just gaining like That's you awesome know water that weight and whatever. Yeah. You
2: mentioned like a gallon of water a day. Are you fucking kidding me? Like why is water yeah. so important for health it's... and fitness?
6: it flushes out all the toxins. Um, it definitely helps release, uh, like body fat. So it helps you actually get leaner. Um, even there's like water tricks to do. Like when we were doing our competitions, you know, water was such an important um, part of the process. You have to stay hydrated. You have to keep your muscles hydrated. Um, it's, it's everything. So it keeps you energized, you know, it can fill you up, but it is really healthy for your body and it actually does help lower your body fat. Mm. It's kind of of interesting. They
2: always say it, right. They always say, we're like, Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll drink more water. No, you won't. No, but you yeah. should. You should drink more water. Yeah. Yeah. And I
6: always have my little tricks for water. I always put like lemon in it or lemon juice
2: or yeah. you know, like something or like just something yeah. or something like that, you know, like something just to kind of taste it up a bit. Yeah. Um yeah, totally. you, you clearly love the gig, right? You love doing do. what you do. Have you ever had a shit job? Like what's the worst job you've ever had?
6: Oh my god, yeah. I mean, my whole life I grew up on the beach. So we're, you know, it's it's a small beach town. Yeah. Um, it's usually just populated in the summertime. So you've got a few months to work. I was always in the restaurant business. Um, I've done everything you can possibly imagine. I've been a bartender, server, all of it. Um, I've had hotel jobs where I was, you know, front desk. I've been an executive assistant for fashion companies and fashion designers when I lived in New York. So I did a lot of high end fashion work as well. That's actually what I started out wanting to do early in life. Mm. And then I switched to the fitness as like the main thing for, yeah, for for a while. So yeah,
2: right, right. Mm-hmm. What are you, what are you binging on right now?
6: My TV, <laughs> I'm like as well. Um, I've been watching True Blood, so uh, I'm I'm hooked. So He's, yeah.
2: Uh, what what's his name again? The the main character, uh, Kim Coates. Uh, Bill. Yeah, his
6: Bill. Name is Bill. It's not
2: like it's such a good character, right? <laughs>
6: mm-hmm. He's awesome.
2: Yeah, it's an amazing show what's your favorite app on your phone
6: my favorite app on my phone probably i don't know i feel like it's just like a filter probably yeah yeah <laughs> anything that can like fix fix all this
2: <laughs> Nice. <laughs> um, are you a are you a gambler like you ever go to no. vegas and just fucking throw down
6: uh no definitely not a gambler but i have gambled and i i, mean, I have fun when i do it yeah. And once I learn like whatever game that I'm, I'm you know, gambling with or whatever, um, I do actually have fun with it. But huh. I won't just go and just go gamble. And I have people that ask me that all the time, I'm like, no, I'm good. I don't yeah. go. But there is, I do have fun once I do it.
2: I think it's just tough to lose your money. You know, like, oh man, was $200. I was two hundred bucks. I could have had a decent meal. Could mm-hmm. you know, I, Exactly. With that, you know, uh, are you are you a big sports person? Like, what you who what you which is your team? What is is your sport?
6: Um, I don't really have a team or a sport. I do love watching football. I do like watching hockey Um, basketball. I went to a few basketball games in the past. I went to a football game. Um, The Eagles were my team because I'm from New Jersey. So we, I mean, it's always like Phillies. So I grew up always like in the Phillies, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not really like obsessed with it though.
2: Do you watch the did you watch the Super Bowl? Did you see the the halftime yeah. show and there was a big buzz about, you know, oh it might have been the best Super Bowl show of all time? It's like mm, Yeah, you know, I kind of
6: skipped out times, on the on the halftime. I usually time. love the halftimes. Yeah. Oh, that's my if you see in the background, that's my neighbor's dog. <laughs> oh
7: yeah. I see, it, yeah.
6: <laughs> that's Ollie. He just he wants to come in with his little yeah. ears. Um <laughs> But it's a big thing. <laughs> but actually for, uh, I missed, there, I missed the, the Super Bowl f- halftime.
2: Yeah, see, the, this year's halftime was the first time that a Canadian, uh, well, not true, can, a Canadian fully was the headliner, Shania Twain's been on before, but um, but yeah, there was, there was talk that it might have been the best one.
6: Yeah. Oh, yeah. see, I missed it. I was like talking to everybody. I mean, I was at a party, so, you yeah. know, I just skipped out on that and I started like, hanging up oh, everybody.
2: There's an actual football game going on here?
6: <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Who's your yeah. celebrity crush?
6: That's a tough one. Actually, it's not um, Superman. What's his name? Henry Caval. I don't even know how to okay. say his last name correctly. Yeah, I think yeah, he's, he's a, I have a huge crush. I'm hoping he's not gay. So I can eventually. You get you know, marry him. Out of him? I don't know. I get the vibe sometimes.
7: Yeah.
6: Uh, I don't know. Cause you know. he's never, he never has a girlfriend. First of all, if you never have a girl and you're not, I mean, come on.
2: Yeah. I mean, but we never see him on the
6: right car with anybody.
2: Yeah. But wouldn't that be weird though? Like, wouldn't that be weird to be Uber famous and, like, does that mean you need to date people that are also uber famous or like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, ha, do no. you like me for me, or do you like me? Cause I'm f- Superman.
6: I think that's the tough one, but I would say like, I would rather, I'd rather date someone that wasn't, I mean, here's the hard thing. If you date someone that's in your bracket or doing you, like in Hollywood, or let's say I'm a trainer, um, it does make it a little bit easier because you have someone that understands your work ethic and what you're doing. And also what it takes and what it entails to succeed and to do what you got to do. And a lot of people, a lot of people that aren't in your field get intimidated by that. So there's a lot of intimidation there as well. And that can really mess up relationships. So I don't know. I think, I think if you're attracted to someone, you know, try it, obviously. I mean, I wouldn't say no to either one, (laughs) but I could see how it's a little bit easier if you date someone within within what you do. It just makes more sense.
2: Yeah, totally. And and not only that, but these, you know, these actors, actresses, you know, when they're doing shows, they're not really a good boyfriend or girlfriend. They're never around.
6: No, never around. No.
2: Like like imagine being with somebody that like, oh, I'm fucking off to wherever for three months.
6: Yeah. And you really have to have someone that understands even in my industry. Like I, I remember like when you, when you you and I first started doing our podcast, I was in a long-term relationship and that person really struggled with what I do. Like even hating me being in a bathing suit and taking a photo or hating me making content in around the house or having to always be on, on top of things. This was, this is when I I feel like I was more like at the heightened point of my, like the social media, I guess I should say. So I really did have to like have a lot of content. I really had to like think about all this stuff and do all this stuff and plan it out and map it out. And it's a lot for just someone that wants nothing to do with it and doesn't want your body out there like let's say like a guy or dealing with flirtations and stuff like that um so that's that's another thing that makes it really tough
2: right you're like dude that's my gig like that's my job yeah
6: <laughs> and, but then it's also it. too you know i put myself in their shoes and i'm like okay as whatever i can do to make that person feel secure and confident and, and if there's anything you know i'm like whatever there needs whatever you need to see do whatever um i always was trying to be very respectful of that too because you know if you love the person you don't want them to be. don't want anybody like thinking
4: anything you know sporting guest visits of the toddcast podcast are powered by joyce heating services a family-owned and operated heating business serving the lower mainland since 1960 online at joyceheating.com milano coffee bringing you the finest espresso and coffee concepts in the world online at milanocoffee.ca
2: a look at this week's keyboard warriors todd's trolls on the toddcast podcast is it me or are you finding it's getting even worse online most people are more than willing to chirp off about anything and everything some do it specifically for that just to mess with people get a rise out of them. No one and nothing is safe, not even the master Rob Zombie. He has his new album coming out this Friday, March 12th. It's called The Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy. That's a tongue twister.
8: Oh good, more middle of the road rock. Maybe you should call this album Bland 2.0. Gotta admit, his movies are pretty good, but his music sucks. No offense, of course. Amazing. This guy has essentially released one song for his entire career because it all sounds the same.
2: If you're still going to theaters to see movies, personally, I'm a ways off that. As of this past weekend, Eddie Murphy's finally made a sequel to Coming to America with Coming to America. This time around, the newly crowned king of Zamunda sets off to travel the world, starting off in Queens, New York, where it originally started. Arsenio Hall is back to reprise his role. Wesley Snipes and Tracy Morgan are in this sequel.
8: Jesus, they'll make a sequel about pretty much anything, won't they? Just watch the trailer. Lost three minutes of my life. Eddie, no, don't make a comeback. Let's be honest, you got lucky the first time around.
2: And the World Baseball Classic starts up as of today, March 9th. It runs through the 23rd around the globe in Japan, Taiwan and the U.S.
8: Watching baseball on TV? Mm, It's about as exciting as watching paint dry. No, thank you. I would rather do algebra all night. New drinking game. Every time a team gets an out drink. Seriously, it's the only way to make it bearable to watch.
4: Todd's Trolls on the Toddcast podcast is powered by The Garage Games and Geekery Your place to play RPGs board games and Warhammer in Maple Ridge Online at garagegames.ca Looking for a
9: glass of whiskey With some icing Cool me down Get us out a bottle of poison And hope that I don't drown Nothing but trouble with the Redwoods boys Crazy motherfuckers that just love the to make noise Time not turn up any time of day If y'all can't take it then get out of our way I got trouble on my mind Sick and tired of your nine to five Let's burn it down tonight Cause we ain't stopping till it's light and Nothing but trouble on my mind It's time to get down to business And roll one up real time territory, wherever we go tonight, nothing but trouble with the Redwoods boys, crazy motherfuckers that just love to make noise, time not turn up any time of day, if y'all can't take it, then get out of our way, I got trouble on my mind.
2: is redwoods and a great song for them called nothing but trouble it's a bit of an older track for those guys but uh, certainly one of my favorites from them you shouldn't be surprised to hear that we had a show lined up with them before the pandemic canceled everything they've played a couple shows for us uh, in the past really good band when things open back up and you hear about them playing make sure to be there. I played you a band called Crankshaft and a great song for those guys as well called Tears Me Apart. They're actually getting ready to release a new song. I think it's called Innocence. Pretty sure it is. Check out their social media platforms and you'll see them teasing the song. Uh, They have also played a few shows over the years for the podcast. Killer live band. Cannot wait till everything is back to you know, quote unquote normal, and we'll get the boys back on stage again. Speaking of live music, you can find pandemic-distanced because there are some and live-stream shows at the indie scene at toddhancock.ca. Honestly, I, I mean, there's really not much happening. Mostly at singer-songwriter sets at bars and. And the like, but uh, if you're playing one or if you're going to one, let me know about it. We'll post it at the website. It's brought to you by Mystic Rhythms Rehearsal Studios, 40 plus years experience in the music industry. Hopefully they can get back up on their feet pretty quick as well. Find out more through mysticrhythms.ca. Okay. Our final guests of this episode 241. Is this is Van Color podcast host Mo Amir, this week's entertainment guest brought to you by Tomes? Let them help relieve stress and anxiety, ensure a good night's sleep. The first seven nights are 100% free at tomes.com. That's T A U M M H O M S. Now, being a podcast host, you can imagine that I am well aware of other podcasts in the city, in Vancouver, and one of the jewels locally is the This Is Van Color podcast with Mo Amir. Mo's done a fantastic job of building a following, a loyal following, and creating compelling content. He's engaged on social media. You can hear him on the radio at CKNW. He's a columnist for Vancouver Is Awesome. He's just one of those guys that you look up to, lots of drive determination initiative you can hear the full talk right now it's posted at our itunes spotify soundcloud and youtube accounts search it out through toddcast podcast till then here's 10 minutes with this is van color podcast host mo amir the toddcast podcast have you always been in, in, into politics, even like as a, I don't know, like a grade six, grade seven, grade eight. Like I think so. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I've always had some interest in it. And again, you don't <laughs> know agree. that much when you're in elementary school, but the more I get into it, well, the more I get into it, the more I know I don't know anything, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but I also have an appreciation for how it works and, and, and what uh, I like and the trends that I see. And, you know, I, I, think, I think we're all political animals to some degree. The The problem is that we're so disengaged, with politics. And I think that's the fault of the politicians. I think for a long time, we've had this very well-crafted slick politician that comes out, promises you the world, and then you as Joe Average doesn't see any changes. Um, and I think people are kind of tired of that. And they, what they want is someone with a little texture, someone who's a little rough around the edges, because that's life, that's normal. And they want someone who will deliver on what they say. And so I look at a guy like Brad West who... Uh, He's the mayor of Port Coquitlam. He recently just launched this uh, program where the city of of Port Coquitlam will pick up your junk. It's a fridge. It's a couch, whatever. Just just throw it out on garbage day, and they will pick it up. Mm. And the people of Port Coquitlam lost their minds in terms of how much they love this. Yeah. Right? And so he's not out there trying to, like change the world or he's not using these like big concept things. He's like, okay, what's going to help people of Port Quitlam? And he does that. Another big thing that he did, I'm a big fan of his. Another big thing that he did was drinking in parks. So there's seven, I think seven designated parts in Poco where you can drink alcohol as an adult. And as long as you're not being disruptive, it's all good. Right. And kind of one of the first jurisdictions to do that. I mean, it's so common sense. It's gone off without a hitch. As it should be. And people love him for it, right? Because yeah. he's thinking in, in terms of people, not in terms of like these high concept things, which might only affect certain industries or certain sectors of life.
2: Yeah. I think I saw, on, it wasn't on the Daily Hive um, that they're thinking of putting in booze into like 7-Elevens and stuff. It's like, yeah, of course they should be. They, they should <laughs> always
3: be there. Like, what's the, well, most, like, when you go traveling and you see most of the world.
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah like, so we're going to catch up to the rest of the world. That's amazing. <laughs> right like
3: and it's little stuff like that that matters and again it's it might not be the most uh, substantial stuff but it's stuff like that that gets you on board with a personality and goes like oh this right. guy understands my life this right. guy gets, understands he, my he gets me yeah, yeah.
2: Are, is canada ready for Aaron o'toole
3: <laughs> i had really high expectations for him and i yeah he let, he's letting me down and i'm not a conservative I, I lean center but i'm kind of one of those disenfranchised guys with uh, Justin Trudeau. I think with O'Toole, if he came in, talked about government corruption, China, um, you know, talked to sort of the working man, I think that would have be been a successful strategy. He's getting really caught up in this Trumpian culture war stuff. And I don't know how well that resonates with people. Like, I don't know if people care about John A. McDonald statues being pulled down and becoming this huge talking point. You know, pe- people are going about their lives and, and they're, and they're uh, you know, trying to make ends meet and they see things happening. I mean, you look at money laundering or, or foreign buyers of, of Vancouver real estate. They look at those things and, and those are things that are concerning them. It's housing, it's healthcare. And so you, I think every politician has to speak to those instead of getting trapped in this like Twitter, Twitter like uh, insult fest that Aaron O'Toole has found himself in.
2: Yeah, I know it's crazy. Right. And it, it very much re- resembles Trump and like, I don't know. Yeah. Man, I'm so like, I, I was tapping at the end of the four years. I was <laughs> tapping, man. Like, fuck, I'm done, dude. And,
3: so, like, and, and you know what? Some of it, I think, it's a balance, right? Like you want to be a straight shooter, but you don't want to go over the top. We don't want to get into the pro wrestling promo territory, but we do want people that that talk straight with us and don't bullshit us. So you can can be that character and you can maybe insult people here and there, but when it gets over the top, when it's just all about dunking on the other guy, I think there's a lot of people that just kind of get bored with it, right? Mm -hmm. And at some point, even people who love it, are going to say okay well what have you done for me in the past
2: right right except for make me laugh yeah
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: um you mentioned uh, horgan a huge guest who mm-hmm. who are some of your guests that you've interviewed where they've either like surprised you or just kind of I don't know, memorable interviews. Like, who are some of the people we are like, man, I can't believe that was a great interview or I can't believe I got that person on?
3: Yeah. uh, Weirdly, like it's it's weird to say now, but like I'm friends with Tamara Taggart and Uh uh, she's been on three times now. And it was really the second time that she was on, the first time she was running for office, but the second time she was on, I think we really clicked. And uh, she even got a little emotional on the show and, you know, we just got really personal and and dug into some stuff about her career and how she, how she views the culture and the industry in general. So that one will, I mean, she will always be a friend of mine and and those episodes will always be very dear to my heart. Some people will surprise you. I recently had a guest on Dr. Amanda Watson, a professor at SFU and her topic or her subject area is working moms. And so you would think about me, you know, I don't, what do I know about working moms? Not yeah. much. I'm a single guy. And uh, some and of them have, are hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dating a mom right like, now, by the way. That's my girlfriend. So I shouldn't, uh, shouldn't right. say I don't know. anything man,
2: about. I'm fucking around, of course. But yeah, I shouldn't so. say I
3: don't know anything about working moms. Yeah. But uh, we had this amazing chat and she like turned me on to this idea of how childcare is the biggest thing we could possibly do as a society and how it affects all these other layers of society. And I always saw childcare as like a cost savings thing for parents, as opposed to like this monumental economic investment we can do. And we did this episode. It was so magic, but I knew she was a little low profile. So I threw it out to a few people and I threw it out to a, a few contacts that I know. And I go, Hey, listen to the first 15 minutes. If you don't like it, you know, turn it off. But if you do like it, can you help me push it? and weirdly enough it came across the premier's desk and he's pushing it on twitter and he's saying everyone should listen to this wow so there's there there've been moments like that which you know you don't expect much and it ends up being magic a, a lot of episodes too and they're not all you know heavy i've had uh, one of your previous colleagues Karis Hogg on and I think great chat about
2: she's so awesome. Everything she's amazing.
3: Yeah. Yeah, One of my faves for sure. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's just about connecting with someone on a human level. And you kind of my strategy is always what are they passionate about? What am I passionate about? And just trying to get that link. And once you get that link, I mean two people can can have quite a interesting conversation.
2: Oh yeah. You can really get into the the rabbit hole if you kind of really pick up a topic and run with it.
3: Yeah. And it's it's a, it's a two way street, right? Like you got to be passionate about it. And of course they've got to be passionate about it. Right. If you're asking them questions that they don't really care about, it's going to be a dud. And if, even if you yourself are trying to fake it, I think it doesn't come off the same way.
2: Yeah, it's true. That's true. Right on. So do you think that you'll stay in radio too, or?
3: I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm kind of like you. I would love my goal. I think is to get like a weekend show. Right and uh, and do that, but I understand that it's much different than the podcast, right? So I don't actually, I don't actually know. I just like being a voice in the city. I like. I mean, right now with CKW, I'm just doing a, a weekly commentary with, for them. And, you know, so I like calling out bullshit. I like annoying people who are rich and powerful. <laughs> and yeah. uh, Who, doesn't, and, and I who doesn't like that, right? right? <laughs> they <laughs> deserve progress. it. They, they... <laughs> yeah,
7: yeah, yeah.
3: So, so I don't know. I don't know what the game plan is. But I think just taking it step by step and... I've always said for the podcast, as long as I'm still enjoying doing it, I'm going to do it. Right. If there comes a day where it's starting to feel like, cause this was a passion project and it is a passion project. Yep. So if there ever comes a day where I'm just kind of bored with it, I got a day job. I, I do well for myself.
2: I can yeah. want, later. yeah, no, I feel that. Like, you know, for me, I mean, obviously it's my passion, but like uh, uh, it wasn't a passion project. It was like, Holy fuck. I can't believe I just got let go. Yeah. Like what is happening? Really? It was crushing in the ratings, man. It oh. wasn't that at all. It was just make too much money, bro. It's like, sad, but well, but yeah, but I, but it's I, but I, but I also was like headhunted, and and you guys bumped my wages up as as it's happening. Yeah. So like you could have just let me go, right? Anyway, when I look so. at,
3: there's so much talent in this city that's either underemployed or just not employed by the big stations, and it right. really. It depresses me because, because uh, I'm just I'm just like you know if, if you're if you're not on the radio then how would I ever be on the radio or, or just knowing that that's it's a tough gig right and and the people that are in it they have to fight and scrap and I think sometimes you know it. I'm since I'm an outsider and I've come in in this unconventional way, I've always just wanted to collaborate with people and chat with people and figure out ways that we can build something new as opposed to, as opposed to looking at a finite pie and me taking something away, I want to build something on top of something. Mm -hmm. And I think initially there was maybe a little bit of hesitation from people in in mainstream outlets thinking that I'm coming after them or whatever. But I think as time, time went by, you get a little more acceptance and, but at the end of the day, like you're saying, it's tough. I mean, I, I mean, Karis was let go recently as well. And I'm just like, holy shit. You know, she was she was fantastic. You know, She's right? hilarious. Yeah, absolutely. It was like kind of the perfect. Uh, I mean, and I look at you the same way, like kind of that perfect rock radio host that you want. And it's like, well, it's right there. <laughs> Why aren't they on the radio?
4: entertainment guests of the Toddcast podcast are powered by Tomes, where quality sleep matters. Find out more at tomes.com. That's T-A-U-M-M-H-O-M-S.com.
2: Absolutely nothing wrong with that song and a very cool video as well for the band collision course, a new song for the podcast, a new song for them. It's called crawl, a solid follow-up to their last single called run. And I'm really looking forward to COVID taking a hike so we can see these guys live. Cause you get the feeling that they're going to absolutely kill it in the live setting. Right. Of course, I wanted to give a big thanks to all of this week's guests before we wrap things up. The Pretty Reckless singer, Taylor Momsen. Thank you so much for taking some time to join us. You are the best. The new album absolutely rules. Fitness influencer, Jessica Kiernan. Jess, was so good to see you and catch up and keep, of course, kicking ass. You're one of our favorites. And this is Van Color podcast host, Mo Amir. Mo, thank you so much, man, for the backslaps. First off, you're killing it. Loving what you're up to. Looking forward to tossing back a couple beers one day sooner than later. And that is going to do it for episode 241. My name is Todd Hancock. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the very end as well. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. We're also on the Dean Blundell Network out of Toronto at DeanBlundell.com. Please comment and rate the podcast. It helps out with the searching, again, through Toddcast Podcast. Huge thanks to all of our amazing sponsors. We couldn't do it without their support, especially over the last year and the pandemic. Absolutely incredible crazy times find links to all sponsor websites at toddhancock.ca if you'd like to sponsor the podcast you can for as little as 10 bucks a day contact info at the homepage. if you help us find a sponsor we will give you a commission based on the ad buy so keep that in mind if you know a business that gets the outside of the box advertising lots of social media love let them know about us and maybe you'll get some scratch for it till next time don't be an asshole nobody wants to be around that have fun play hard and most of all believe in yourself the toddcast
4: podcast keep in touch with todd through facebook twitter and instagram and bookmark toddhancock.ca